1: you're listening to episode 102, brought to you by Blinkist, ButcherBox, and Baked by Melissa. For your free Blinkist seven-day trial, go to Blinkist.com lovely. To get two free filet mignons, free bacon, and $20 off your order at ButcherBox, just go to butcherbox.com lovely and enter the code lovely. And this Valentine's Day, to get 15% off your adorable bite-sized cupcakes from Baked by Melissa, just go to bakedbymelissa.com lovely, sign up, and enter the promo code lovely. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com, in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely, and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram, where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A ladies she's back i have one of my all-time favorite guests back on the show today none other than sally clarkson I just love this lady. She has been such an inspiration to me and many of my friends for years and years, but getting to know her has been such a sweet and special thing, and getting to interview her and have her on my podcast is never less exciting than it was the first time. In fact, recently, she and her daughter, Joy, interviewed me for her podcast, so be listening in a couple of weeks when I will be on At Home with Sally. I'm very excited about that. But today, we are talking about her wonderful, New book, Girls Club. I'm so excited to share it with all of you. We chat about it in the episode, but also I wanted to let you know that if you're in Patreon, then we are going to be doing a book club on Girls Club starting in April. So if you are not part of Patreon yet, you're probably going to want to head over and join all of us because that's also when we will be redoing our groups. Anyone who hasn't been a part of a cultivating group yet and wants to be a part of one, that's the time to sign up. So you're going to want to get in there, be joining us, and right now, Now, actually, this week, we are starting our Lessons from Madam Chic book club, which I'm also very excited about, and I just found out I've been chatting with Jennifer L. Scott the author, how much fun is that? And she is going to come on the podcast too. So if you want to know what we're talking about on that podcast, you should probably read the book with us. So head over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely, get in on all the action. I would love to have you there. We'll be doing live videos through the book club. We've also got all of our other weekly challenges and monthly challenges and quarter stuff and the monthly workbook that we've got going on. It's so much fun. You don't want to miss out. So come join your tribe at patreon.com/slash cultivating the lovely. Make your life a little bit more lovely. But all right, I don't really want to make us wait any longer through an introduction today because I just love Sally so much. So let's jump right into this episode with Sally Clarkson. Welcome back, Sally.
0: Oh, you know I love being with you. I think we are kindred spirits. Yes. Oh. <laughs>
1: That delights me so much to hear that, but I agree. Oh my goodness. I'm Uh so excited to have you back. I think this is your third time on the show, which blows my mind. I know.
0: Yeah, I love being with you. Yeah, I love what you're doing.
1: Oh, thank you. And I'm just so excited to talk about your new project today because I'm not even going to bother having you introduce yourself because if people listen to my show and they don't know who you are by now, they've been living under a rock (laughs) because (laughs) I talk Uh about you all the time. But this is Sally Clarkson, you guys. But Your new book, Girls Club, Mm -hmm. it is, I mean, I read everything that you put out, but this is my favorite book since Own Your Life. And I think that this message, it's one of the number one things that women ask me about is... Mm. How to pursue friendships or how I came about friendships or what do you do if you don't have friends or how to make friends go deeper without it being awkward. And like, I just Mm -hmm. get friendship questions all the time. And so when I saw that you were coming out with Girls Club, I just like, I was like, aha, this is it. Like, this is what (laughs) women need. I knew it was going to be good. And it's everything and more. And plus, having your daughters do it with you is so special.
0: Oh, I have. I have loved the process and really uh, it's kind of a story of people have always said, you seem so close to your daughters and how did this happen? And the more and more we were all out in our own arenas because they all live in
1: big international
0: places. uh, We realized that what we had as women was really quite a gift and it was very unusual. And, um I started out a uh, girls club. It's a funny title, I know. It sounds like um I don't know what it sounds like to other people, but I
1: like it. I think it's <laughs> perfect.
0: Yeah. Well, we're hoping girls clubs will start out all over the world, but um I I really I was so blessed along my pathway to run into some great women who um became my friends. Uh you know, one of them was when I first moved to Eastern Europe, I was in Austria by myself learning the language, didn't, you know, got lost. Yeah. <sighs> And um met one of my best friends. You'll have to read the story yes. in a l- in a little bar. And I didn't know it was a bar. I thought it was a cafe.
1: <laughs> it's so but, not uh, what people would expect from Sally. Met a friend in a bar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Well, it was actually, you know, I I didn't know what the yeah. word st- stubertal meant, and it it, it actually a bar instead of cafe. But oh, um that's funny. I was meeting a friend that I'd never met, and um. We, we try to tell our stories because we realized that, uh, I guess going back to my early days, um, I kind of had a few people along my path, not a lot, but a few people who loved me well mm-hmm. uh, over the years, and it I met almost all of them when I was in ministry of some kind, whether it was a Bible study or just reaching out to women or whatever, and it's because the women who became my best friends were also women who were willing to step out, to love, to give. And um, I think that's kind of a beginning point for it. So by the time I had my girls, I thought, I want them to know that women are amazing. They have the capacity to grow strong muscle in so many areas and Mm -hmm. emotionally and intellectually, and they all have skill sets and personalities and they bring light and beauty and they civilize the world. And so I started this thing on Tuesday nights and we would have um, always chocolate, you know, sometimes uh, some kind of girly food like quiche or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes we would stay home. Sometimes we'd watch a movie. Sometimes we would go to a concert or we would just go out and go on a big hike. Whatever it was, I was very intentional about making every week a wonderful memory in the lives of my children. Mm -hmm. And then from that, they all when they went out into their worlds, uh, they would invite uh, women in. Like I remember, Sarah had this this night in her dorm in in Oxford, this little tiny old room, and she would say, "Let's all get together over candlelight and chocolate every oh, Thursday night."
1: Nice.
0: And um, Joy uh, was in Scotland last year and or two years ago, and she said, "I'm I'm kind of lonely," and she lived by herself, and so she made um, cakes every Sunday afternoon and went out to um, the place where people ate and said, hey, guys, do you want to come over for a Sunday afternoon tea? And so there were guys and girls and um, there were Christians and non-Christians, but she ended up with this incredible group of friends because she learned how to step into the life of other people and form friendships. And so we realized that we were surrounded by wonderful people all of whom felt lonely and mm-hmm. didn't really have in their background story, the kind of relationships with people that were healthy and that called them to their best selves. And so this is our story. And I, I hope that it can be a tool for many women to realize that they need love. They need friends. They need stability through relationships mm-hmm. and women are the best women in the world, best people in the world. They have that capacity to create close and good community when they give of themselves.
1: I I love that. And I really like, I mean, you, you guys definitely hit on that, that loneliness aspect that I think a lot of people are feeling in today's culture with technology and everything. But I think sometimes we kind of become complacent in that and figure, well, it's just not going to happen. Or, you know, we just lead these isolated lives, but in the book you not only point out that loneliness is a factor, but that we not only have the capacity for friendship, but we really need friendship mm-hmm. and we were created for that. Do you want to talk yeah. about that a little bit?
0: Well, I think that uh, I think that I've even noticed that sometimes when women don't have friends, don't have community, don't have accountability, they start feeling far away from God. Yeah. Because I really believe that friends and family and Neighbors are supposed to be the hands of God by bringing you um, a flower, by giving you a note. Uh, They're supposed to be the words of God by saying, I just love who you are. I'm so glad to be with you. Or, um, um, you know, let's go out and have fun. They're supposed to be the forgiveness of God, the truth of God. I feel like God created us to be um, communal people. And one of the things I think that's happened is that, we were created to have grandmas and and cousins and aunts and uncles and neighbors and people local because there wasn't, there weren't airplanes, there Mm -hmm. weren't trains, there weren't um, cars to take people away from their homes. And so people grew up in the context of babies and old people and Mm -hmm. weddings and funerals and, and events. And so what has happened fast forward, um, with all the transportation that that makes it possible for us to move, for us to be independent and isolated, many of us don't even know that we were supposed to have. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to have people of every age in our lives and people close by and people just to drop by and sit on the front porch with us. and. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of times women are critical of themselves and think, You know, I'm just a failure, or I just get so tired, and I don't know why I'm getting angry at my kids. And a lot of times, it's because their needs are so neglected by by living in a culture that they've accepted is supposed to be isolated. That they understand there's darkness inside, but they didn't even know why. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if that makes sense or not. Absolutely. um,
1: No, it's something that because I used to be a birth and postpartum doula and it was something that we really talked about with the postpartum aspect of it because like women in every other culture pretty much up to this century were surrounded or, you know, the last century were surrounded by other women when they had babies like they weren't expected to do it all they they had other tribal members or even just community members who were in close proximity who were helping with the other kids who were helping with food it was never this be back on your feet right away you're you got to just take care of everything on your own yes yes and it's so frustrating for a lot of women because we do feel oh we're supposed to do all of it on our own but you that's just recipe for burnout
0: yeah, it is. And I, I actually, it's funny you say that because I have postulated on my podcast that sometimes I think postpartum depression is really just, I don't have anyone helping me and yeah. I'm quite lonely and I'm exhausted. And um, it's kind of like the, the consequences of not having a healthy culture. I have pondered writing a new book um, as though I need to do this, but <laughs> um, kind of a broader book about home as a lighthouse, home mm. as... Because I feel like, um, as the homes go, like if there are over a hundred, there are over a hundred million uh, people in America who are single adults who wow. don't live with a partner and don't aren't dating anyone. Wow! And um, and there's just all these statistics coming out. Forty-five uh, percent of people surveyed recently said that they don't feel like they have even one person who knows them wow. well um, 60% feel lonely on a regular daily basis. Um, I think it's something like 25% uh, up in suicide amongst men just in the last year. Wow. And, um, I think that as the, as the home goes, so to speak, so goes Mm -hmm. the culture. Yeah. So if you're living by yourself working all the time without friends, without pleasure and, um, having lots of responsibilities, no wonder you're a little bit grumpy. Yeah. Um, you need to go find a girlfriend and eat a white a uh, high fat donut. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did that just yesterday.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of teasing. But what I mean is um, don't have such high uh, standards and ideals that you don't give yourself the opportunity or permission to have pleasure
1: Yeah.
0: and to giggle. I mean, I was doing this podcast last night with um, Joy and a friend and we just couldn't complete it because we kept <laughs> – laughing uncontrollably and um yeah so anyway didn't mean to talk too much (laughs) no
1: that's why you're here Okay, you ladies know that I think it's really important that as moms, as women, that we are always learning new things. I find reading really important. I think it helps us to stay on our game and be more interesting in our relationships, and I think it's just good for our brains to keep being used. So for those of us who don't have a lot of time, want to find more time to learn things and read things, there's an app I highly recommend, and it's called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to them. Blinkist is made by busy people like you, who want to get the main points of the books quickly without reading the entire book. With the audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish four books a day while you're on the go. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library, from self-help to business, health to history books. Personally, I like Blinkist because it helps me narrow down my to-be-read list. I have so many books that I want to read, but sometimes I don't know if they're going to be the exact right fit. Blinkist helps me get the main key points of the book and then decide if I want to go ahead and read the entire thing. It saves me a lot of time from starting a book and then having to just kind of throw it away, but I can still get all the main points out of it and get the value from it, but then I can also decide to go on and read the entire thing. I like to use Blinkist when I'm driving. I use it a lot of times then, and I also like to use it while i'm putting on my makeup in the morning it's a great thing to listen to while i'm just getting ready for my day i've especially loved the five second rule by mel robbins getting things done by david allen and deep work by cal newport right now for a limited time blinkist has a special offer just for my audience go to blinkist.com lovely to start your free seven-day trial that's blinkist spelled b-l-i-n-k-i-s-t blinkist.com slash lovely to start your free seven-day trial blinkist.com slash lovely i think another part of it that's hard in our culture is that we want instant deep friendships and so we go from that place of being completely lonely to finding someone who we think we should be really good friends with and we just like dive in full bore expecting it's going to be this this deep wonderful friendship when generally it doesn't work like that and i think that's something we kind of have to prepare ourselves for that friendship is good and honorable and something we should be pursuing but we have to give it time to blossom and grow
0: i think that's so true and i I think too um in light of the fact that none of us live in communities where people have our values Mm -hmm. like for instance if you lived in an amish community or if you lived in a little farming community or if you lived whatever many years gone by Um, you would be like the people and like their values Mm -hmm. that you lived near. Now we all have different values, different um, amount of education, different uh, kinds of professions, uh, different kind of ideals about children. And so I always encourage women to try to go to a place where you might find women who care about the same things that you find you care about at your stage in life Mm Um, and then Joy talks in the book about dating friends. Mm. And, um, what she means by that is that if you were going to, um, date to get married or whatever, you would probably go out on many dates and you would get to know the person and you would see what they're like with um, their family or see what they're like. And you wouldn't just suddenly commit to somebody yeah. for the rest of your life until you had a time invested together. Yeah. And, um, I think that, The reality is it's a difficult time to make friendship. It is a battleground for women. And not every person you meet is even going to satisfy your desire for a friend. Mm -hmm. But I would say fight for it with all your life because it will help you uh, be happy. It will help you be content. It will help you grow in wisdom when you find the right friends. It will help you um, become your best self. People speak forward into your lives. Mm And we, uh, we tried to write a lot of ideas in the book. And also, uh, I keep forgetting to mention this, but Joy and I wrote the um, Girls Club Experience. And what oh, we yeah. did is um, we tried to put chapters of things to do, stories to tell. Uh, uh, activities to do with friends. You both have the book. You both fill it out. You both talk about your personality or you you go to a place and do something fun or you do it with a group because we wanted to have uh, something that people could actually use to start girls clubs or to yeah. be in a group where they got to know each other through all the activities that we prepared for them.
1: And sharing those things. I think that's a great idea. I know, you know, I have a pretty tight-knit group of friends that we're already very close we go back you know a decade but we want to read the book together and like do it as a group and and we're going to do it as part of cultivating the lovely also the patreon community is going to have a book club of it because i think it's just so valuable yeah
0: Mm, i'm really excited you'll have so much fun and um i have to say that in some of those places, my best friends have come out of, you yeah. know, you kind of begin to kind of, there are people that rise to the top in terms of, oh, they're just as quirky as I am, yes. or you know, whatever <laughs> exactly. it is.
1: Exactly. Well, and another thing that I really loved that you talked about in the book is, you know, you, you obviously friendship helps us overcome our loneliness and all of that, and we're called to it, and it's good for us. But I think that part about that, in inspires us to be better versions of ourselves. I think that's such an an important thing and key to remember when you're choosing those people that, you know, you're dating and you want to commit to a long-term friendship with is not just people who you, you know, commiserate with or whatever, Mm -hmm. but people who really call you to be more. And would you talk about that? Like how how that's played out in your life for people who've served that for you. I mean, obviously, I think you've served that for a lot of people. Mm. But how, what that's looked like for you.
0: Well, I I have learned a lot from the women that have been in my life. But I think that um, one of the things, and we're doing this in our Girls Club gatherings this year, our, our conferences, but I, I really see such amazing potential in women. They have the ability to civilize. Uh, they have the ability to... Uh, think well and profoundly and give great messages they have the ability to do many things but I think that when you come to a friendship one of the best things to do is for you to make goals for areas that you can grow in in your own life Mm -hmm. Um, so that when someone comes to you Um, you're going to say, I've been reading the best book, or um, I've, you know, I've really, um, whatever it is that you're, that you're having quiet times that you are um, learning counseling principles, so you can grow healthy that you are uh, maybe volunteering for a ministry or whatever, so that when someone comes to you, they draw from the excellence that you have invested in, because you have a sense of self, that you have a sense of, I am worth it. I love who I am. I'm going to make who I am better. I'm going to forget what lies behind. I'm going to reach forward to what lies ahead. And um, because the women that have influenced me, um, one of my friends that I'm thinking of, uh, and both of us kind of look back to our years uh, when we were first involved in student groups in college many, many years ago, where we learned a lot of this. But she always initiates to me. I, I travel... I have a crazy life. I live internationally some of the time. But every single time I'm anywhere near her, she invites me over. She says, we need to be friends again. We need to talk. Mm -hmm. And then when I get to her house, she she is always prepared for me. You know how it says that Jesus is going to prepare a place for us? I have never walked in this woman's house when she didn't have a candle lit, a little card for me, Um, something some kind of snack to eat music going and two cups out two cups and two plates saying this is because I value you Mm -hmm. and um, so again she when I was with her and she's 15 years older than I am and uh, when I was with her her heart was to make me feel Uh, that she had had that she'd been thoughtful about me and that rarely are people thoughtful about me not that I don't have many wonderful friends but what I mean is people are busy but she takes the time to welcome people into her home in a way that says you matter and you're important so that's something that some of my friends brought to the table um I have a friend that I talk about in the first chapter Gwen and she's Mm -hmm. a single woman has been forever and um I almost never talked to her. Like yesterday, she uh, just took a screenshot of this great um, uh, quotation that she found from an old book. And she said, isn't this the best? I love encouraging the best with the best words. And I mean, Aww. she uh, she does these things. I'll tell you a funny thing she did once. We've been friends forever. We were actually co-missionaries and um, we lived in Poland when it was communist. And wow. we we had gone out to on a trip to England because we just needed to get out of this communist country. It's kind of oppressive to live there.
1: Sure.
0: And, um, we both between us for our trip, cause we were going to a leadership training course too. But between the two of us, we had $700 and for this whole two or three weeks. And the reason wow. we ended up having to count our money was because she went to a dentist. You would never at that point, um, we would never have gone to a dentist in these communist countries. There, were, there weren't a lot of medical situations that were okay for us. Mm-hmm. So she went to a dentist, and the dentist said it will be $685. Oh. And so <laughs> so we pooled our resources, and I said, well, that leaves us $15, <laughs> um, you know, to, to have this vacation. So we ended up staying with friends. Uh, we ended up going to this dorm where our conference was held, and, and the organization paid for our food and stuff. But it happened to be my birthday while I was there and so she said well I have I think we should spend two dollars for each of us at that point to go out and have a cup of tea to celebrate you so we went out and we were sitting at this little cafe and all of a sudden she had this little it was kind of like imagine your phone with with the alarm on and she had this little phone and all of a sudden it started going you know the alarm went off yeah and she went oh oh my god goodness, it's birthday time, and, and and she did this five times in this restaurant, and every time she did, she had packed birthday presents for me Aww. three weeks before when she was in Poland, and so she, we, we only had two dollars to spend on two cups of tea at this very cheap restaurant, but she brought out, you know, I mean, it, it was, it just was hysterical. I mean, Aww. I said, Gwen, I can't believe that you are doing this in a restaurant, you know, have the alarm go off five times. And she had these little tiny presents that she had brought with her in her bag that I didn't know about. Wow. And she was celebrating me. And I thought, you know, when you when you really get into it, friendship can be an excuse for a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um and so these women who I met while I was doing ministry, while I was reaching out to other people Uh, ended up being the kind of women that I wanted to become, that I try to be for my friends. And so they taught me thoughtfulness. They taught me fun. They taught me prepare for friends. They taught me speak words to friends. And so um, you think about, I'm talking to all of you out in podcast land. uh, (laughs) Think about uh, no matter how hard your circumstances are, don't always be the most needy person. Yeah. But um, I I always... uh, Joy and I used to have together this saying about, um, it is better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Yeah. And and so I'm always looking for ways to celebrate life in the midst of the busyness and the darkness and the difficulty.
1: Yeah. And I think that like what you did with your daughters, with the girls clubs, like all throughout those years, I imagine there were some hard points, but you still kept that as a priority, you know, and made that happen.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just, you know, I know that committing to a relationship on a regular basis, like saying, we will always do this every week at this time. um, Seeking to cultivate the relationship I went through, of course, during these times, the teenage years and the teenage hormones with my girls. And, um, and they had a lot of trouble and one of them is prone to uh, being moody when she's upset, you know, so everybody in the house knows it. And the other one is prone to yelling, um, getting angry. And, um, you know, one of them is more introverted in the way they punish people with their bad (laughs) attitudes. And, and, um, I'm a blower, you know, like I can kind of suppress, 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 suppress. And then suddenly I just go spew. Yeah. you know, so we we all have these fragile uh, areas in our lives, but the bottom line was we are friends forever. We are girls club, yeah. and we love each other, and we will forgive each other, and we will know that this is what you're going to be like the rest of your life you're going to blow you're going to be moody and you're going to be angry but um now it's not a big deal and we don't have to feel guilty about it because we're all growing and learning and we are each other's best friends
1: yeah oh i love i love that hey ladies we're going to take a second to talk about one of this week's sponsors and that is ButcherBox. if you guys have been listening for a while then you know two things are pretty important to me when it comes to feeding my family convenience and quality. And ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage-breed pork. The incredible quality of butcher box meat starts with a commitment to raising animals humanely and free of antibiotics and hormones. Each box comes with at least 9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual size meals. You can choose from curated boxes or create your own. All the meat is frozen at the peak of freshness in individual, vacuum-packed, biodegradable packaging. And, possibly my favorite part? All the meat is delivered right to your doorstep. You can think of ButcherBox as your neighborhood butcher delivered right to your door on dry ice. And there's free shipping anywhere in the lower 48. Their meats are absolutely delicious. My family has tried them and loved them. The selection is amazing. And I'm free from worrying about what is going in my kids' little bodies. That means a lot to me. Oh yeah, and did I mention, again, the fact that I can just order on my computer and have it delivered straight to my door? Ain't nobody got time to go to the grocery store, especially to track down high-quality meat that tastes as good as this does. So I've got a special deal for you just for the month of February. You can get two free filet mignons, free bacon. and $20 off your order. Just go to butcherbox.com lovely and enter the code lovely at checkout. Go now. This is over a $50 value and available for just a limited time. So again, did you hear me? Two free filet mignons. That's amazing. Free bacon and $20 off your order. Just go to butcherbox.com lovely. Enter the code lovely. Well, when I started reading your book, I might've mentioned this to you because Sally and I did a podcast last week for her show, so now we're talking for my show. So we've talked about some <laughs> of these things before, but I can't remember if I told you this. But when I was I was in the grocery store one day, I was just talking with my almost four year old. I was saying, "Oh, I'm reading this new book. It's called Girls Club. It's about like like spending time with your daughters and stuff." And she goes, "Oh yeah, mom, I'm reading that too." <laughs> like, oh, she did. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Well, we're on the same page then, so oh, that is just yeah. so cute, so she's uh-uh. she's all on board to have girls' clubs, but you know they're they're at these harder ages where I mean, they're still pretty little and not not that you can't spend time with them in that you know, yeah those special moments and everything. But I think the way I'm really seeing it right now is it's not necessarily with a girl, but with my oldest son. We yeah. we are fostering that friendship together, and we have our little TV shows that we watch and our you know inside jokes mm-hmm. and different things. and that feels so special because he's almost thirteen, and oh. to have that relationship with him as he's coming into these you know very formative years and everything to mm-hmm. really feel like. We're friends. I, we're mm-hmm. we're mom and son, but we're also friends. And I I value his opinions about his life. And you know, I you talk about that in the book how you saw your daughters as equals and friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times in our culture, that's almost like poo-pooed on. Like, no, you can't be friends with your kids because then they will not respect them. So
0: yeah, oh, that's so dumb I mean, I look at Jesus. Was he a friend to his disciples? Oh, yeah. I get it. <laughs> You know, he, he, the last thing he did before, you know, he made them um, a, a breakfast of sizzling fish and a fire burning, and you know, after they had been failing all night at doing what they thought they were good at, fishing. Um, yeah. You know, he prepares meals and he, he did fun things. And um, I think it's uh, the best parent is somebody who can be a friend while parenting. Yeah. and. In the same way that as a woman, I I really want to be in a friendship, um, which is rare, where someone comes to me and they respect um, the fact that I am a woman with needs and with a personality, that they decide to like who I am, that they are considerate of me, that they treat me with honor, that they ask me questions and show interest in my life. Mm-hmm. And we're, it says do um, to one another what you would have them do to you. It, it it never says neglect to do that to children. Yeah. And so I think that kids come wanting to be heard, wanting to be respected, wanting their personalities to be liked, wanting somebody to be mannerly towards them. Can I help you? Let mm-hmm. me serve you today, madam, or dear or whatever. And um yeah, I, I we we would have written written Boys Club too, but Nathan's already writing another book. So <laughs> But um I, I took my boys out. One of them was a high fat, you know, you you try all your life to have this great, healthy, organic food. <laughs> Um, and, and then when they're 15, you say, it doesn't really matter. I just want to be close to you. So you'll tell me your secrets, Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know? So I would take, um, uh, Joel loves high fat, I uh, you know, high sugar, high flour, high white flour. Um, so I would take him to Rosie's and he would get, you know, uh, bacon and pancakes and eggs and French toast and all that. And then I would just. Kind of earn the right to talk to him, and you know, we would yeah. make it a regular time. And for Nathan, I would take him. He wanted to have um, low fat. Um, he was working on his muscles, you know.
1: Yeah, that's like and, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. And so he was more of a health nut, and uh, his OCD worked into that a little bit. And so um, we would go and have a totally different kind of thing together. Mm-hmm. But um, the the point was, I feel like in order for me to have the opportunity mm-hmm. to speak into their lives in a way to say, say strong, write a good story. You have potential. It came by making time a, a, a commitment mm-hmm. in the bits of my busy life. It, it, I said this time, no matter what will be holy because I'm going to spend it with you. Yeah. And through those times um, I had the opportunity then to speak into their lives because they were fed, they were loved and then they wanted to follow the things that I asked them to consider.
1: Yeah. I agree. I mean, obviously, my oldest is just almost 13. I've still got a long way to go. But I do see that that difference in him. I feel like almost because of our friendship, not in spite of it, he respects right. what I have to say to him. Like Exactly. Because yeah. we have that foundation of relationship, then when I got to get after him about his homework or whatever, he is more receptive than I think he would otherwise be
0: well and i think that you know a lot of people have this animosity parenting or adversarial parenting philosophy and i think who of us responds best to people who make us feel guilty
1: yeah
0: um who of us responds to somebody who wants to control our lives yeah. um we 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 want to be empowered by our parents you know we tr- we were high training my kids said we never got away with anything but they might be eating a donut while they got away, you know. While they, while I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that." I don't know why I'm onto donuts today. I haven't <laughs> had it in a long time.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I succumbed to one yesterday, so.
0: No, I mean I, sometimes you occasion, just
1: have
0: to, yeah. Yeah, on occasion, it, it is uh, something wonderful. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I just I love that idea of of having thinking of our children as friends, and those relationships are are worth it to build into in that friendship sort of way. I think that's so important.
0: Yeah, and I, I do think again my model was Christ. He was the servant leader. He yeah. washed their feet. He fed them. He walked with them. He encouraged them. He taught them. And I thought that's kind of how I need to come to to my relationships with people, to reach out, to encourage, to teach, to bring the best of myself to the best of who they are. And that's what shapes really good relationships.
1: Yeah. I I just totally agree. And that's why I love this book. I think on so many different levels, it will help women with their mothering and their relationships at home, but then also out from that. And I think that those outside friendships can help to build you up to be the mom and friend to your kids that you need to be, too.
0: Mm -hmm, I mean, mm
1: -hmm. I know I've definitely experienced experience that with, especially that tight knit group that I have that, you know, we go back a decade and they're just like the epitome of loveliness. They're, they're just God created homemakers. These women are amazing. Oh wow! I mean, when you are talking about like your friend who always makes that space and makes you feel seen when you're there, like these women are those kind of women, each, each one mm. of them in their own way. and, they have really taught me and inspired me how to be a better mom to my kids, and they're the women that then I can confide in when I'm saying, you know, I'm having this trouble or this difficulty, and then I can do the same for them, too. I think I think we kind of talked about this on the episode for your show, but how women... We're not going to have usually that one friend who fulfills all the things we need out of friendship, Like, Mm -hmm. it's the culmination of a lot of different people that are involved in our lives that help fill in all those different ways that we have needs, but also the ways that we can give to other people. Mm -hmm. Have Mm -hmm. you felt that in the relationships that you've had? Ladies, I'm going to take a second to share a fabulous idea for you for Valentine's Day. Whether you're buying for your significant other or your kids, I think these are especially great for kids, but you know, you could get them for anyone. You need to check out baked by Melissa oh my goodness we were sent a box with her adorable teeny tiny bite-sized cupcakes they were amazing I mean not only was the packaging great I mean they came in this great little slide box and they were packaged to perfection all cold with a little freezer pack in there but they had a little card that showed what all of the flavors are and you guys for little bite-sized cupcakes these are something like off cupcake wars they've got all different toppings on them and fillings and sprinkles and all kinds of different stuff and they are so cute my kids came unglued when they saw them they were (laughs) ecstatic to try all of the different flavors they also sent a really cute little temporary tattoo and a sticker it was just really well thought out every piece of it it's sending a whole gift like you don't have to think about anything when you send these cupcakes and they were delicious they have unique flavors and seasonal gift boxes my kids really loved the seasonal snowball cupcakes those were a huge hit and of course anything with marshmallow peanut butter I really loved anything that had chocolate and there was lots of chocolate to be found and their Valentine's ones are so cute, they've got little hearts and all the Valentine's colors. We were in love. So this Valentine's Day, send your loved ones the perfect gift with Baked by Melissa. Go to baked by Melissa.com slash lovely today, sign up, and use the promo code LOVELY to get 15% off your next order. This is a special offer exclusively for podcast listeners, so make sure you take advantage. That's 15% off at baked by Melissa.com/slash lovely using promo code LOVELY and make sure that you sign up in order to get your promo code to work. You're going to love them. I can't wait to hear what you think.
0: Oh, yeah. I so agree with what you're saying. Um, And I I feel like uh, many of the women that I work with aren't like me at all. I mean by that. We, we love the Lord, we love what we get to do together in ministry, but one of my uh, assistants that is truly one of my uh, closest friends um, is a physician, but she is great at um, doing all of these things that I am not good at. And another one is a, a, she was an engineer. Well, I don't have an engineer bone in my body. I can't, I, I don't ask me to do your math or, or yeah. your accounting. Um uh, but we we all offer our skill set, and we're all committed to the same things, and we all love one another. And um, yeah, I would say that my many of my best friends, my closest friends forever, are very different, but we complement each other, and we love who each other is. I have to say that a lot of my closest friends have become my children's. Uh, they almost feel like they're aunties and uncles, because mm-hmm. they the, all the differences within all the personalities, they're so committed. And my kids have learned a lot about um, really relating to people who are different.
1: Yeah. Oh, I completely agree with that, especially because, like, I don't come from a large family. And so there there wasn't really much of that around. I don't have any sisters. My kids haven't had yeah, me those too. kinds of experiences. But these friends have come alongside, like, I know that they love my kids as they were part of their family you know it's Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. has been one of the most precious things to me is to see my friends love on my kids and also be able to love on my friends kids and it's Mm. been a really good example I think to my kids too even in thinking like where we invest into friendships because you know friends will come and go in different seasons of our lives but Mm -hmm. even like we're all my kids are probably going to be at different schools next year just because of the way things work out. And some of it's just natural progression as they are getting older and going into, you know, middle school and that kind of thing. But my son got invited to be on two different basketball teams for a tournament this summer. He's like, I could do it with the one kid who I'm just kind of friends with or the kid I've been friends with since, you know, we were born. I was like, well, I think you should do it with the one since you were born. Like, you know, and just keep investing in that friendship because it's mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. going to be there and, and you know what to expect. And not to say we don't like this other kid or I don't want you to be friends with him, but the natural thing is you may not be around him as much in the future because you're going to a different school and so I think having those kinds of perspectives on on what we invest into with friendship helps you to make good choices about friendship too.
0: Yeah. I think you're so wise. Yeah, I think um I think that a lot of friendships do boil down to where you live. Yeah. And if you're if you're gonna see each other. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Or if
1: you're just really active on Marco Polo. <laughs> <That's a big laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> That's funny. We I use Vox uh, or the oh, yeah. um, same way, but um, my sweet little group of women that I do my membership with and stuff. Um, oh my goodness. Sometimes I come back and there are 35 messages yeah. in a day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we giggle and we laugh and we exhort and we talk um, and we live all over the country, but yep. they are my, um, they're my inner circle. Yeah, yep. you're right.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I just I want to wrap up like I normally do with my guests, but I really hope that people will really latch onto this resource and and soak it in. Like I'm kind of in this place right now where I've been having to like read or skim through or like get a good handle on so many books for the podcast that I feel like I mm-hmm. haven't really gotten to sink deeply into any of them. And so, I'm so looking forward to getting to go back with our patreon community on cultivating the lovely and just really dive into this book and what it means and doing it with friends because i think it's just greatly needed in our culture mm. right
0: now i'm just so honored that that you got you got it you you yeah. got the message and uh that we both understand this because of our own needs in our own lives and
1: yeah. i just really
0: appreciate you having me on today
1: well it was just a joy as always to talk with you so okay what does a typical day look like for you right now, Sally?
0: Well, I'm not going to say this moment because this is a launch. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I will say I, I have just loved, I have the opportunity to live in Oxford right now for, um, in general, after my conferences are over, I'll be back in Oxford. Because wow. um, Sarah, my oldest, has a new little baby. Yes. who. Absolutely loves me, which is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, why wouldn't she? Of course, she does. <laughs> I don't
0: know, no, you just didn't. You don't know what's going to happen oh. when you the grandma. But um, I take care of her a couple of times a week in Oxford. She lives down the street from me, and oh. um, so my typical day would be at least two mornings a week. I'm with her for three or four hours, but uh, otherwise, um, I uh, I get up. I have a number of always book projects and blogs and, um, correspondence that I have to do. And, um, always starting out with a cup of tea and then around, um, I have different women that I'm meeting with because we have a, we have a really robust and wonderful, uh, ministry in England, in the UK and in Scotland. How wonderful. And so I get to meet with people and two or three times during the week. And then usually in the afternoon, about um, four o'clock in the afternoon after I've worked and Joy has worked on her PhD and, and, um, and all, we um, meet at these wonderful parks. They have these, um, every university, there are about 18 university schools that are under the hat of Oxford mm-hmm. University. They all have private gardens that are oh, wow. absolutely beautiful. And so I go for a walk with Joy every um, afternoon around 4 because that's right before the sun sets. And um, so we always are um, verbally processing everything we've been learning. And then um, every Monday night, Sarah and Joy and I have Girls Club. We still have it. (laughs) And uh, there's this uh, little place that has half price hamburgers every Monday night that that are wonderful. Um, And so we meet there. So that's kind of I'm doing a lot of – Um, studying, working, speaking, and taking care of Lily and meeting with Joy and Sarah. So Uh, it's a pretty fun life right now. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and so how much of the year are you currently spending in Oxford?
0: Um, I was just there for four months and now I will be back there again um, for another four or five months. Uh, So it's kind of become a second home at the moment until Sarah finishes her this degree.
1: I bet she just really cherishes getting to have you there while Lily's so young and everything. How special.
0: It's so much fun. And we don't, you know, it won't happen again, but it, it's this, it's this year. Clay said, this is my deployment year. <laughs> well, he helps keep the ministry together and uh, comes over once in a while, but I am deployed to take care of my girls. So oh, that's really fun.
1: That is fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you a hard question right now, because I know you're in the middle of lunch, but, what are you currently doing to cultivate loveliness in your life?
0: Well, I wish you could see my room this morning. <laughs> um, I, I have this beautiful little haven for me in my living room, and it it has a window that looks out on um, onto the the grassy area of our little yard. And I have um, I, I buy flowers every week. Um, the kind that will stay forever, marians and carnations. and mm-hmm. um so I, I actually at the moment have three little vases of flowers around the room. Aww. i I went to Walmart and bought some new uh, candles. And so every morning I get up and I light my three candles, and I have these little fairy lights around my window, and I have a favorite um, playlist on Spotify. And I I put that on every morning with my candles in front of this beautiful window, watch the sun come up and drink my Yorkshire gold tea in a real teacup that I have used forever. And so I feel like I I start out no matter what, with a little bit of civilization.
1: Yeah. And
0: and it it really makes me feel like I might be worth it because I take the time to to spoil myself.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that perspective. That is so good. Oh, I love that. That's that's mm. really good. And now I'm like what am I doing? That's lovely. <laughs> <for
0: myself? laughs> I know, you I were the one doing, with the idea. <laughs> I know, I'm
1: not doing anything nearly as grand as that. It's been I, honestly, it's been a lot of kind of survival mode lately. Although I did buy that donut yesterday. I did
0: You need to get a candle is not expensive at Walmart I know. and and download a Spotify list and just spend five minutes twice a day breathing in civility and and just treating yourself because you're so worth it.
1: Thank you. I've been learning that lesson over this past year and a half. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate it.
0: And actually your kids will love it too. Yeah, Um, that's true.
1: It's funny how they love it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah, they do, they pick up on those little things when we do them, so I'll just have to make a point of it. Well, thank yeah. you so much for meeting with me, Sally. It was just a joy, as always.
0: Well, I, I absolutely loved it, too, and I, I just want to mention that, um, I don't know if people know this or not, but we are giving away a $1,000 for a trip to Oxford to have tea with Sarah, Joy, and me, and so oh, you need goodness. to, you need to enter this, Mackenzie. I will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Our publisher said, if you, if you, uh, how do you want to celebrate Girls Club? And we said, could we have a Girls Club in Oxford with somebody who wasn't even expecting it, could come over and stay for just a few days? And so they agreed to it. So you can find that at sallyclarkson.com. But I had to say it because I really am hoping that one of my friends like you wins. (laughs)
1: Well, I'm hoping that too, because that would be like a dream come true. One of my favorite, actually two of my favorite books that I read in 2018 were set in Oxford. So, really? Yes. So I really have this like affinity for wanting to go there and then knowing you're there, man, that would just put it over the top. So Okay. So
0: really quick, what were they?
1: Um, well, one of them, I don't know if I want to tell you. But the okay. Well, don't tell one, me. Now. The other one was... Uh, <laughs> Surprised by Oxford by Carolyn Weber. Oh yeah, I read that. Oh, yeah. I just I couldn't put it down. And oh really? Loved it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've always I have in my mind what I think it looks like. You know. Now I need to go experience what it actually looks like.
0: So. Oh, it's so much fun every Sunday. day to to walk in the cobbled streets. It's really oh, a lot of fun. I can't. You need imagine. to come see me.
1: Yes, I agree. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to go enter that. Nobody else enter, though. (laughs) Just me.
0: (laughs) I know. All
1: right. Well, thank you so much, Sally. I will hopefully have you on again in the future.
0: Okay. Have a great week. I'm praying for you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: She's amazing, right? Like, we all just want to sit and chat with her for hours. I just love her. And I love this new book. So if you want to get your hands on it, you can go over to our show notes at BoldTurquoise.com slash 102 and be able to find links to all of that, which of course gives me a little bit of credit through Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything else, but it throws a little bit of money my way, which is really helpful. In fact, anything that you want to purchase on Amazon, if you go through the links in our show notes, you can search whatever you want to buy. It doesn't have to be the things that we link to. And it sends credit my way, which is super helpful for this single mama who is trying to get by. So thank you to all of you who use those Amazon links. It really does make a difference. And I appreciate every little penny. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to do something that won't cost you a dime to support the show, then you should head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference of letting other people know about the show. You guys are like my marketing team. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't be getting anywhere. So Anytime you want to share about it on social media, I would love to reshare whatever you have to say about the show. And I love to connect with you, especially on Instagram. So head over, find me at Mackenzie Kappa. I'm typically on stories. I'm doing live videos most mornings of the week. I love interacting with you guys. It's a great way to get our day started. And you people are just fun. And I really enjoy you. So come hang out with me on Instagram at Mackenzie Kappa. Leave those ratings and reviews in iTunes, and hey, you want to go a step farther, you really want to show your support, but even more so, you really want to get in on all the goods that we've got going on with Patreon, come check us out patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely we would love to have you there be able to listen to our what ingrid and fiona like podcast and all the other goodies that we've got going on all right ladies we've seriously buzzed through all the announcements but i just want to tell you i'm so so grateful to each and every one of you thank you for giving me the honor of getting to be in your speakers and your earbuds and taking the time to listen to this show You've kept me afloat in this last year and a half, and I'm so, so appreciative. And I hope to just be able to keep bringing value and content into your lives. So thank you for that place. And until next week, go be bold and gracious.